Welcome back to another episode of the RGV Model Rocketry Podcast. That's the Rio Grande Valley is what RGV stands for. Today, we're going to be following up on our previous episodes, and we're going to be talking about mid-power model rocketry. Previously, we talked about low-power and an introduction to model rocketry. Today, we're going to be concentrating on mid-power, which is the highest level of model rocketry before you get into high-power rocketry or high-power model rocketry. Now, mid-power consists of motors of, it depends on who you listen to as to whether you include E-motors in mid-power, but definitely F and G motors. An F motor, if you recall our previous podcast, we talked about the different average thrust and total thrust of the motors. An F motor is between 40, or larger than 40 newtons, but smaller than 80 newtons of average thrust. A G motor is larger than 80 and smaller than 160. As we talk about mid-power, keep in mind that some of the larger G motors fall into the high-power category and require a level 1 certification. We'll talk about the different levels of certification when we get to high power. Just keep in mind that some of the largest G motors are not mid-power, they're high power. Now, one of the advantages of mid-power is you can fly larger rockets, both in diameter, length, and weight. However, as we talk about the weight, we've got to keep the limits of model rocketry in mind. When you get larger than or heavier than 53 ounces total weight of the rocket as it sits on the pad loaded and ready to launch, larger than 1,500 grams or heavier, I should say, or heavier than 53 ounces, which is approximately 3.3 pounds, then it it's classified as not a model rocket, and it doesn't fall under some of the regulations we're going to talk about later. Also, if you're flying with more than 160 newtons of thrust, average thrust, or if the motor has more than 4.4 ounces of propellant, which is 125 grams, then it's also not classified under the model rocketry regulations. It becomes high-powered rocketry at that point. Now, as we talk about the motor sizes, E, F, and G, some states have an age limit on D motor and larger. Uh, I know, I believe, I'm not going to say I know, I believe California is one of those states. So if, if you have any questions at all, you need to check the regulations for your state yourself and make sure that you're doing it correctly. I don't want to lead you down the wrong path. Now, for model rockets, well, for all rockets, a permit is no longer needed to purchase a model rocket motor or a high-power rocketry motor. However, there are some state regulations, and keep in mind that it needs to be safely stored. Now, even though you can purchase the high-power rocketry motors without a permit, Some igniters still require a Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms low explosives user permit to purchase and store. Again, 
There's some you can find out there that you can purchase without a permit. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to go into what's legal and what's not, but just check on the regulations yourself. Make sure that you're doing it correctly. Make sure you're legal when you purchase them. Make sure you're storing them correctly. Whenever we move up from mid-power rocketry to high-power rocketry, you're going to have to be certified to buy the high-power motors, but we'll get into high-power rocketry in our next permit. When you move from low-power rocketry, which is the smallest ones we talked about in our previous podcast, up to mid-power rocketry, and I keep saying that because... When you move up to mid-power rocketry, you're flying larger rockets, heavier rockets, and you need to, well, you always need to watch safety, but you just need to watch it a little closer when you step into mid-power rocketry. So launch site dimensions are going to become more critical because it is a heavier rocket, and if it comes down and hits something by accident, then there's a little bit greater possibility of injury or damage to property so in mid-power rocketry flying f and g motors you should have at least a thousand feet launch site dimension on the shortest side so a thousand by a thousand or a thousand foot diameter in a circular area on the shortest side which is not to say you have to be a thousand feet away from the rocket uh, that's a totally different story, <laughs> and it depends on what organization you're you're paying attention to, or what organization you're flying, uh, what organization's insurance you're flying under, because NAR and Tripoli both have different regulations, and I'm not sure about Canadian rocketry. If you're listening to the podcast from Canada, you'll have to check into that yourself. But 1,000 feet on the shortest side is what the National Association of Rocketry says. And I'm going to give you a link to both the NAR and the Tripoli Rocketry Safety Codes. I'm going to give you that hyperlink so that you can go check out the safety codes yourself. Because Tripoli says it has to be at least half of the highest altitude. The dimension of the launch site has to be at least half of the highest altitude you expect to achieve. So if you're going to fly to 3,000 feet, you should be at least 1,500 feet on the shortest side for your launch site dimensions. As I said, uh, rocketry is very basic. You have three fins and a nose cone or four fins and a nose cone or however many fins you choose to put on there. But one of the common sayings is three fins and a nose cone, which means it's a very basic rocket. It has the three fins. It has a body. It has a nose cone. And it separates in one location when the parachute comes out. And that's a basic rocket. We described it in more detail in our low-power rocketry segment. So if you, if you would like to, go back and listen to that segment for if you're new to rocketry entirely, and it'll give you kind of a description of how the rocket is constructed. Now, for those safety codes, let me go ahead and give you those right now. For the Tripoli safety code, it's www.tripoli, that's T-R-I-P-O-L-I, 
ai.org forward slash safety code. For the National Association of Rocketry, it's www.nar.org forward slash safety dash codes dash two. And with those links, you can go check out the safety codes yourself and see what the different organizations say about minimum distance from the launch pad and launch site dimensions. Because both of them are different when it comes to minimum distance from the launch pad for the participants and spectators. And I guess the safe way to say it is be at least 50 feet from the rocket when you launch it. Uh, some organizations say 30 feet, some say 50. And then when you get above model rocketry size motors that we're talking about here, mid-power actually, when you get above that into the high-power realm, which is an H motor or larger, or some of the very largest G motors, the distance from the launch pad becomes much greater. So pay attention to that. It'll become 100 feet. Then when you get above a K motor, it goes to 200 feet. And then the distance gets progressively further away as you get into the larger motors, like M motors and above. M motors are 500 feet separation from the launch pad, just FYI. But we'll just talk about those when we get into high power. We're also going to delve deeper into rocket motors in a separate episode because we could talk for hours about rocket motors. We could talk for hours about parachutes. Let me mention this about parachutes. In mid-power, your rocketry is heavier, so don't try to take the parachute you had in your low-power model rocket that only weighed uh, 12 ounces and use that parachute on your mid-power model rocket that may weigh as much as three and a half or 3.3 pounds. The parachute has to be sized to the weight of the rocket so that it descends at no more than 15 to 20 feet per second. And that way you can ensure that, one, no damage to the rocket occurs, but more importantly... It comes down safely if it lands around people or property. So mid-power rocket is just an extension of the previous things we've talked about. It's just a little bigger, a little more powerful, and requires a little more attention to detail and safety. If you have any questions, I'd be glad to talk about or answer your questions in the next podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, you can send them to my email address at randy at rgvrockets.org. And I'll be glad to answer those questions in my next episode. And as I've said before, if you're new here, we try to do a podcast every week. We look forward to next week, and we look forward to answering any questions you may have. In the meantime, keep the pointy end up, and we hope to see you again soon on RGV Model Rocketry Podcast.